speak to every heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can take a seat this morning. Why don't you give the team a huge hand? So I wanted to let you know that the, uh, the songs are available now on every platform. Uh, at 11 o'clock, the only one that's waiting, the YouTube videos go live at 11 a.m. this morning, but it's on every other platform. And uh, if, you, if you're like me and you like really struggle with tech, let me just give you a hot tip this morning. Just go to the website <laughs> and everything's on there. You can literally click the link to go to Spotify or iTunes or anything. So just go to our website, citychurchau.com, and you'll be able to access them all there as well. And uh, I pray they're a blessing to you in your time with God and they're a blessing to others. So let's share them. We're proud of this. This is our, uh, our, our songs together. and You were singing on them. You, you were, your voice is on them. You're, you're in the crowd. And so you have an album out today. Congratulations. And uh, so, yeah, let's share them far and wide and make sure people are blessed by this, this music as well. So, yeah, thanks again to everybody involved. Well, I want to speak today just a quick message over the next 15, 20 minutes or so. Just a message entitled, The Lies That We Tell Ourselves. The Lies That We Tell Ourselves. We had a discussion at staff meeting uh, just, just uh, the last, last week about this very topic and we talked about it and we asked one another the question what is one lie you tell yourself about yourself that maybe other people don't know and in that room together we just spoke out some of those lies that happen that internal dialogue that probably nobody else knows about nobody else hears but the voice on the inside that sometimes we partner with the enemy of our soul with and we speak things over ourselves in the darkness of our minds that nobody else knows. And actually in those moments, it actually guides the way we live, it guides the way we think and behave because these things are dominant on the inside but we don't ever expose them to the light on the outside. And it's funny when we started to say these things to one another, how when we said them, they sounded so silly. They sounded so stupid. Why would I think like that? When I expose it to the, to the light and when I share it with somebody, it was amazing to hear other people say, that's so crazy that you say that because I don't see that on your life at all. And it seems so foreign and it reminded me about how things in the darkness can lurk and grow. And when you expose them to the light, when you expose the lie, the lie must die, Ray Andrews says. When you expose that lie it, and, and bring it to the light of Jesus Christ and the light of God's word, it must submit to that. And I wanted to just start the conversation today and say there are things that we say to ourselves about ourselves that are so destructive that we need to say, no, you know what? I'm no longer going to let that voice dictate and control my life because God has a hope and a future for me. And that's really been the word over this year for our church that we have a hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. The Bible teaches us that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. 
The thoughts that rattle around in our mind really do control our behavior and our actions and the way that we live our lives. And we can live so much under what we're called to live if we allow some of these lies to rule our lives and guide our thinking and guide the way that we conduct ourselves here on earth. And so I want to look at a passage this morning in Matthew chapter 3, which really is a perfect example to us of the way that God has designed us to live. And it's actually the baptism of Jesus. And so if you've got your Bibles, why don't you come to Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. If you're taking notes and want to go to heaven this morning, the lies that we tell ourselves is the title of the message. Matthew 3, verse 13 says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John, John the Baptist. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and, and do you come to me? And Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. In other words, Jesus did this not because he had sin in his life, which is why we are baptized to remind ourselves of the sin that has been forgiven by Jesus Christ. We come up out of that water and we're reminded of the life, the new life we have in Christ. Jesus didn't need to get baptized because he had sinned. He was getting baptized as an example for mankind and to fulfill all righteousness. It says here in verse 16, as Jesus, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. I love in this moment we see all the elements of the Trinity. We see the Son, Jesus, who's baptized. We see the Spirit of God descending. And we see the voice of the Father that speaks this moment of acceptance and approval and affirmation over Jesus. And I love it because in this moment here, Jesus had performed no miracles. He hadn't performed what he'd come on earth to do, which was to come and save humanity from their sins on the cross. There was nothing that he would be in a newspaper article for. He had done no great achievement up until that point. But yet, in that moment, he had all of the Father's love, all of his acceptance in that moment. And it really is an example to us of how healthy relationships should function. As we love one another and care for one another, it's not based on performance. It's not based on the accolades or the achievements that you've racked up. It's actually based on what Jesus has done. It's based on the grace of Jesus Christ that we have hope. We aren't perfect in ourselves. We don't have it all together. I'm a mess on legs and I'm the preacher. We all have got mistakes and sin in our life. We have things that we do wrong all the time, but we are accepted not because of our goodness. We accept it because of Jesus. And we, we, you might say, well, this is talking about Jesus, Ben, and him getting baptized, and this is my son whom I'm well pleased and, and whom I love. It's, that's talking about Jesus. But let me give you a truth this morning. Your life is hidden in Christ. Scripture reminds us that. It says here in Colossians 3 verse 1, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. And then it says this, For you died to this life, 
and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. In other words, because Jesus died on that cross and rose again, Jesus has covered your life. That All the Father's approval is coming towards you. All of His love is coming towards you. All of His acceptance as a son or a daughter adopted into the kingdom is towards you. Your life is hidden in Christ as a believer. So you don't have to live walking along in shame. You don't have to live uh, held back by your past. You can live in freedom, in life, with confidence, knowing your identity is set by Jesus. Your value is set by the cross. You can't have any higher value than that. That God himself would say, I love you this much. Not the person next to you. I'm talking about you this morning. God's love and God's value towards you. So quickly, three things that we're reminded of this morning are three truths that set us free as we can sometimes let those lies take our minds and take our lives. Let's rip them off this morning. The first one's this, I am accepted. It says here, and a voice from heaven said, this is my son. Any parents here notice that when your kids show up, out of that womb, into the world, they have done nothing to earn your approval. In fact, the only thing that they have done for you is caused your wife pain, immense pain. They have cost you money to set up for their arrival. They haven't put their best foot forward in any way. And then when they come out, they come out screaming. And what do they want from you? Feed me. And then over the next few days, what do they do? They wee on you. They poo on you. They do all these things to you. They don't show any, they don't pay any rent. They keep you up at night. They don't want to serve you. They want to be served. They take and they don't give. And yet, we love these children. It reminds me a lot of immature Christians, actually. Pooing on you, weighing on you, taking, not giving. <laughs> it happens. But you know what? In a way, we, we've all done that to one another. We've all made mistakes. We've all let each other down. We've all disappointed. We've taken, we've not given. And that's why the grace of Jesus is so beautiful, because we all need it. None of us are perfect, but we are accepted by God. We are loved by God. We can receive all of his love. And children are a beautiful example. I love when Jesus describes salvation. He describes it in family. As he has the choice to describe how we can understand salvation as believers, he describes it as adopted in children. It's so beautiful that Jesus would describe salvation that way, that we adopted in sons and daughters. It really un helps us understand the nature of God, that we are loved. God sees us as family, not just on the outside, but He loves us intimately. He loves us personally, adopted in sons and daughters. He doesn't just want to rescue you. He wants to have relationship with you. He wants to know you personally. See, one of the greatest roles that I have is you know, I'm a husband, I'm a friend, I'm a dad, I'm a pastor, 
I'm many roles, but you know what my favorite role is? I'm a son. And it doesn't matter what season of life or what role changes in my life, that role never changes. I'm a son. My heavenly father loves me. Even when I'm messed up and joke about wheeze and poos in church and offend people, God still loves me. It's real life, people. Have a child. But I love the fact that God loves us as we are. We are accepted in God. John 1, 12, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And that is what you are. So when the lie comes that you aren't accepted, when you don't fit in, when you don't fit into this world's culture, when you're not as good as the other person, when you look at all the things that are wrong with you, remind yourself, I'm accepted in Christ. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. I am loved by God. I don't need to earn any other approval. It's been given. You can't earn it. It's been given through grace. The second thing this morning is I am affirmed. It says, and a voice from heaven said, this is my son. And then it says this, whom I love. We are affirmed by God for God so tolerated the world. No, it says for God so loved the world. In other words, he loves you. You are affirmed by God. You are loved by God. He is not frustrated with you. He is madly in love with you. And when we start to change our perspective and start to get an image of God and understand how much He loves us, how much His grace has changed everything, how it set us free, we start to live differently. We start to walk differently. We have a confidence in our life because it's not set by this world. The highs and lows of this world no longer guide your confidence. Your confidence is in Christ. You are affirmed by God. You don't need somebody else to tell you that you're good. The creator of the universe speaks it over your life. I love you. I love to stir my kids up. I mean, not in just making them angry, but just to stir them up in a playful way. I feel like it's, it's kind of one of the roles of a father, right? You've got to do that. I just love stirring up my kids. And I don't know what I was doing the other night, but Georgia, who's four years old, I was just stirring her up. I was just getting it wound up. And I don't know what I actually did, but it got her to a point where she just goes, Stop it, Dad! She goes, Go outside. Get some fresh air. And think about your badness. And so I just did what she said. You don't argue with that, right? I was laughing and I thought to myself, how much do we do that as adults? We take time by ourselves to think about our badness, to think about our faults, to think about our sins and our past and our mistakes and why we aren't good enough and what's wrong with us and why we aren't going to make it, why we aren't going to be successful. We tell ourselves those things and those lies on repeat start to have an effect. And I wanted to remind us this morning that you are loved by God. You are affirmed. 
He loves you as you are. See, affirmation from success, rewards or achievement, it won't fill that void in you. Affirmation from pleasing people or earning the praise of others, it won't fill that void. Affirmation from positional authority or good standing in society or moral superiority, it won't fill that. Human beings were created to be affirmed by their creator alone. You can't earn what God only ever intended for you just to receive through grace. See, Christianity without love, it's just religion. It's the relational element that actually makes Christianity different. And you are affirmed, you are loved by God. And finally this morning, I am approved. It says in a voice from heaven, said, this is my son whom I love. And then it says, with whom I am well pleased. As I said before, Jesus had done no miracles. There was no achievement or accolades in this moment that he had developed up until this point. His public ministry had not began, but yet he had all of God's affirmation and approval and love in that moment. It really shows us how Jesus has flipped the script, that it's not about performance. It's not about the things that you can achieve. It's actually all built on God's grace. And isn't that such a beautiful thing? Because we need God's grace regularly. We mess up. We make mistakes. If the team want to come, I'm almost finished this morning. Have you ever been approved for a loan? Or completed a uni degree? Or got approved for a job? Or passed an exam? Your approval for these things, it, it actually came from your performance. Came from the hard work that you did, the forms that you filled out, the, the level of financial ability that you got to, or education that you were able to get to, and how you learned, and how you got there, and you got those things because of what you did. And we live in this world that is on that treadmill of performance, but then Jesus comes along and just blows up the treadmill and says, hey, just reminding you, you don't have to try and earn it. It's been given to you. Live from that place. If we live from a place of approval and affirmation, we live from a place of acceptance, it changes everything. And that's why Christianity is so beautiful. Because we inherently know we need a saviour. We know that we are not good enough on our own. We know that we sin. We know that we make mistakes. We don't need somebody to jump up and tell us that. Preacher on Sunday to remind us that we are a mess. We just know that. But what's so beautiful about Jesus is that he brings the solution to that. Hey, I've died on that cross to take that sin and that shame away. No wonder we sing so often about the cross. No wonder we remind ourselves about Calvary and how beautiful it is because it's that moment there that set us free and changed the trajectory of our life. We are accepted. We are approved. We are affirmed by God. And I wanted to remind us of that this morning. You can't earn it. It says in Ephesians 4 verse 30, Remember, He has identified you as His own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on that day of redemption. Isn't it beautiful to be identified, to be seen by God, for your name to be written in that Lamb's book of life, to know that you've got a place in heaven, to know that you've got hope for today. 
to know that you truly do have hope and a future in Jesus. And so as we conclude this morning, I wonder whether you would stand with me today. Everything that I have spoke about this morning, the lies that come into our minds and try and take us off course and tell us lies about ourselves and lies about our future and lies about so many different things. Those things are expelled as soon as we bring them to the light. And Jesus is described in Scripture as the light of the world. As we connect with Him, He illuminates things, He opens up things, He transforms our life, He helps us to live in the light and bring that light to the other people that are around us as well. We know that it says in Scripture that He's the light of the world. And then there's a moment in Scripture where He says, You are the light of the world. In other words, He's reflecting through you to the people that are around you. Let the truth of Jesus get out. As you live approved, as you live affirmed, as you live accepted, let it transform those that are around you as well. And so I want to pray this morning as we conclude what we call the sinner's prayer. It's a simple prayer, giving our hearts to Jesus Christ, receiving His approval, receiving that relationship with Him. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him would not perish but have eternal life. And as I pray this prayer this morning, we're going to pray it together as a church family. And uh, let's make that decision to know Jesus, to receive His grace and forgiveness in our lives. Let's repeat this together. Dear Lord Jesus, today I give you my life. For my sins and mistakes, I'm so sorry. I receive your love and forgiveness. Help me to live for you and to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me pray for us together. Lord, I pray this morning that we would get a revelation of your incredible grace for us. As we've prayed this sinner's prayer, we've aligned our hearts to you. We've given our hearts to you, Jesus. I pray, help us to live from that place of grace, knowing that we are accepted by you. We don't have to try and earn it, God. We live with your acceptance and approval and affirmation. And I pray that that would change the way we live. Let us walk out of this place today boldly and confidently, knowing we are connected with the light of the world. And let that light shine through us, Lord, as we go out this week and go out into the world, Lord God. This hope and a future that we're singing and declaring, Lord Jesus, let it be seen on our lives because it's You on the inside of us, Jesus. We have a hope and a future. We're going to walk differently and confidently because of what You've done for us, Jesus. And we honour You today. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's worship God before we finish this morning.